can't even tell from this angle. It's so far away. It's so far away. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to set it up, right? I have to sit up against something the entire time. I'm good. I've been sitting all day in my chair and everything, so different angles kind of help the back a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Welcome to AC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And we're back for another week of shenanigans. Um, other I week, call shenanigans. Uh, but we didn't call the restaurant shenanigans. So, because that's the place, right? That's the little restaurant. In Lima or no, no, in the in world? General. In, in, general, in general, I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's not. I know there's not one anywhere near here. No. I thought it was Puzzles. No, Puzzles was from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I know I've heard that, but I couldn't <laughs> place it there for a minute. It's the bar that Ted yeah. and Barney wanted Barney to, to seven. Yeah. But what's the, why, is, why is it in Puzzles? Because that's, that's the puzzle. The puzzle. Uh, so, so spoiler alert, if you're trying to figure out what the puzzle is. Uh, <laughs> oh, and just so you know, I'm prepared for my hero of the week. Whoa. Yeah, but you'll forget by the time we're done. Nope, I've got this one. I probably will. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably, you'll probably forget. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this week we're going to do things a little bit different, folks. Uh, normally do a theme of the week, and then books that came out of the week, and then book club discussion. Uh, we're going to do the theme of the week to be the very end, because the theme is going to be based off of the book club book, uh, so... We're going to do things a little out of order. So we're going to start with books that came out this week, Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, 11 Lots of numbers. Twos. Lots of twos. And zeros and twos. And if you add the ones together, that's a two, two. And if you're listening to this while you're going to the bathroom, that's another two. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's start about books that came out this week. Uh, Jared, you're the person most recently read this week's stuff, so why don't you go first? Okay. Um, I am still surprised that this has been a constant pick of mine, but Star Wars has been solid. Uh, this, we're up to issue 29, and this one's titled A Little Break, so it's kind of like, um, Amelyn Holdo, Leia, Luke, Lando, and Chewie kind of all take a small vacation, they get away for a little bit. Of course, they have ulterior motives for where they take their vacation and stuff like that because they're trying to find fuel and resources for the rebellion. So they take it, and um, the planet they're on has auctions for high-end, you know, antique ships and stuff like that. Um, and they're going in to outbid a uh, imperial uh, museum curator. To, about this ancient ship that may hide secrets to find this lost ship containers that has a bunch of fuel and things like that that can, they could use for the rebellion. So uh, lots of shenanigans happen. There we go. There you go. So um, the Lando and Chewie have some great moments at the beginning. They're playing cards and Lando's beating Chewie. So there's some really good stuff there. Let the Wookiee win. Yep. And Lando <laughs> did not. <laughs> But uh, they kind of go in costumes and in disguise to this uh, this auction, and some some of it's really fun. They've done a really good job with this series so far, and they're knocking it out of the park. I gotta say, I'm surprised because there for a little bit, I almost dropped the book. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest, yeah. I dropped it because I was like, I'm getting bored with this whole Crimson Rain thing. Yeah, it's and then they anywhere. did the bounty hunter stuff and. Well, they did Bounty Hunter, then Crimson. Then Crimson, yeah. But it was like, some of it was good, not a lot. It was and, close to a solid year of like, yeah. Eh. 
it was just mass stuff and it was just like okay that's the last book i'm gonna read this week i don't care about that Uh, you know i save the best for last at least i'm ending on a good note like okay i'm looking forward to this one most i'll read it last as a reward i do the opposite i'm looking forward to the most that's the first one i'm going for yeah so then the other ones it's like meh if i get tired of reading comics then i'm not like you know all comicked out by the time i get to my final one till if i do get to that point it's like yeah i don't care (laughs) so yeah i think that's a theme of us who don't work in the comic industry direct we read our favorites first because we don't necessarily have time whereas alex like this is your job so well you reward yourself at the end the way i also do it is if i'm like okay i have too many books i need to cut down i'll put the i'll pull from the bottom of the stack am i excited when i pull it out from the bottom to read or I'm like, oh, this one. If I'm going, oh, this one, then why am I buying it? Yeah. Like, I just cancel. Like, I'm, versus yeah, if I pull it, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to read this. Then cool. That's a keeper. Right. Right. But I'm glad I stuck with this because this newer Star Wars run for the, what, the past four issues has been my pick of the week? It's been for a while now. Yeah. It's been really good. I got to say, it's been fun Star Wars stories. Right. Uh, Laura, what was one of the books that came out this week that you wanted to talk about? I think that I'll pick Batman and the Joker, The Deadly Duo, by Mark Silvestri and, oh, I can't read my own handwriting, Arif Paranto. Sure. (laughs) I'm terrible with names anyway, and then I'm not even sure what letters I wrote. That's pretty bad. It didn't help that I didn't bring home the book for us to read or to talk about. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. Um, We kind of talked a little bit off mic about how like, you guys said you weren't very interested in this because there's so many Batman books. But for me, like, this is out of continuity. I think it may have even been a dark label, a black Most label one. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. A, a dark night label. But, um, so it's, like, out of continuity and I'm I'm more likely to pick up something like that because I don't need to know what's going on right. with Batman. And I can it just is jump more in. standalone. Yeah. And it was a number one. It's starting out with there's a... Murder at the Bowery, which I don't know if is a really it's important a, place it's or It's a not. Batman historical, okay. you know, that shows up yeah. in a lot of Batman comics. Isn't okay. that where they set up the like the network hub at one point was in the, the clock tower of the Bowery? Uh, or is that just a different building than just the clock tower that they put it? Because I know like, uh, it was Jace, uh, Tim Drake set up his little Robin I think so. Nest. Robin Nest. I'm going to have to go back his Robin's Nest. That's great. <laughs> right? So, but I'm pretty sure like it was, it was about, I, I know it definitely had a clock tower. Yeah. It, and Oracle had one too that was in the, yeah. the clock tower. Yeah. Hers was the watchtower, the clock tower. The watchtower. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. They called the, the Justice League headquarters the watchtower too at yeah. times. So, um, and it just kind of depends who who's writing it at that time, I right. think. <laughs> oh, yeah. But. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. I think Tim Drake did set that up there for a little bit. <laughs> Hi, Cat. <laughs> yeah, Jed is here to to show off himself. Yes. But yeah, um, so in this newest Batman book, the Joker is being blamed for, I think, a series of murders. At least this first one. I think that there were a couple other ones too. It's um because it, there's reports of a tall, pale man with green hair. Yep, I was getting to that. What I don't get, though, is, like, this is jumping the gun a little bit, though. The When Batman finds this suspect, he also has glowing red eyes. How did no one report that as what they think is going on? Like, that would be the first thing I'd tell somebody. If, if I saw somebody with glowing red eyes that caused a murder, I'd be like, um, yeah, that, look for someone right. with glowing red eyes. That's a bigger standout than a pale guy. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, uh, Batman also makes a big point in this talking about how there's like the good cops and the bad cops and he's coming for the bad ones. And he uh, I, I got a really big kick out of it, too. In one of the panels, he like jumped off a building and I guess he's using his cape as like a glider in this one more so than I'm used to. Maybe that's See, a normal I thing used to for from him. the video games. That's how he glides right. around through the okay. city. He was like, and pop up in the cape and glide. Yeah, but he made a, he made a point in this one panel to say, and so I held my fall just a little longer to like graze these jerk cops that he knew were bad guys that weren't interested in actually finding out what's going on. And he made a comment about how Harvey Bullock is one of the good cops, and he likes him, but these other guys are shady. So he's always watching out to see when he can get them and pick them off and make them pay for being paid off for. To, to look the other way for a I, lot of crime. I also like that same part where he's like, Dick Grayson always says, I don't have a sense of humor. I obviously do. Like, yeah. And as he did that on purpose to make fun of, like, nope, that was my joke. Like, yeah. with a grimace face and everything, like, ha gotcha. Yeah, he's he's just got dark humor. Yeah, <laughs> dark night humor. <laughs> but I also really got a kick out of it, too. Um, in On the crime scene, he took a, a swab of, like, the bullet holes to get an idea of what the assailant, like, the... The, well, I guess I should say Harvey. Harvey was investigating the crime scene and he's like, this guy took like five shots and did not go down. And you can see that these, these are through bullet holes. Like it went through him and into this wall. And Batman like takes his swab and gets some uh, like evidence from it. Totally not cool because the cops should get the evidence, but whatever. He's the world's ba greatest detective. Yeah. Let him do what he wants. Batman does his thing. He goes and above the law. And somehow he goes home and, like, analyzes it in, like, 30 minutes. He's got the, the best computers ever, because that's not not possible by science. <laughs> what? Batman doesn't science? No. Come yeah. on. I'm just saying. As someone who's worked in GC labs before, usually the column takes at least 45 minutes to, like, warm up. And then you can run your samples. <laughs> well, that's what Alfred's there for, to warm it up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Alfred's a good guy. And he's... And he's got the best technology that's not even on the market yet because it's experimental and it's comic books. I mean, yeah. how many times has he gotten shot and survived and stabbed and survived? And, and this guy, too, this white, pale man with the red eyes got shot at least five times. Right. <laughs> so to say it's not accurate to the real world, I mean, mm -hmm. eh. You mean there's not a rich guy that dresses up as a bat and fights crime every night? Not uh, every night. He takes a couple off in the real world. Yeah. Thurs Thursdays is his off night. <laughs> my experience is the rich guys that don't that are usually the villain, not the fighting the villains. But they yeah. just they they don't need to dress up. Like no no, I just work the legal system our own way. Here we go. Mm -hmm. They wear a suit. Yeah, like an Armani suit or but whatever the fancy. If that's the fanciest thing more, I don't <laughs> I don't fashion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But yeah, so uh, in the long run, towards the end of the book, the Joker. Uh, sets up a meeting with Batman, and I, I got the impression, I don't, they didn't actually say this, but the Joker, number one, he's trying to save Harley. I guess I forgot to mention she was kidnapped. That was like a very small side story. Like the very they didn't first really, page, and that was yeah. about it. Yeah. So the Joker's trying to kind of save Harley, because in this comic, apparently, he, he cares. And he also, I feel like more than anything, he wants to save his name, because he knows he's not this white, skinny assailant if he's gonna so, do crime he wants to take credit for it, not someone else do the crime and, and frame him 
Yeah, pretty much. So he gets Batman's attention and says, hey, why don't we team up? We're going to be the deadly duo and let's figure out who's really killing all these other people. And I definitely recommend, like, I don't know who wouldn't read the last page, but definitely, like, read your whole story and get to that last page and have the satisfaction of looking at it and going, oh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. So try, try not to be spoilers, but definitely stick it through people and get to that last page because then I was like, oh, I thought that's where it was going, but I'm glad to be validated. And just a heads up, hopefully the backup is not necessary because while Jet was on the table, he accidentally pressed pause while recording during that part. <laughs> uh, so hopefully the primary works everything because otherwise we might have lost a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh, it's just my review. Who cares? <laughs> we all care. Jet obviously didn't. Yeah. Right. He's like, Let's turn her off. Jet is still mad about what we did, had done to him this past week. Yeah. So uh, he got fixed just to, so people like, what'd you do to the cat? He, he got neutered, so he's less happy right now. Yeah, first thing I was going to say, have we mentioned that Jed is cat yet? Yeah, <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just Alex, although we're thinking about getting him fixed someday, too. There's not enough money in the world to fix me. Uh, but anyway, my first pick of the week is Deadpool number one. Uh, I used to read Deadpool back around Secret Invasion stuff, so that was the Daniel Way was writing that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Some other people took over, and I thoroughly hated it, so I stopped reading it for a long time. This one's a new number one. I was like, okay, I'll try it and see how it goes. Uh, first of all, the cover is Deadpool on a pool floaty with a bunch of bodies, dead bodies around him. And he has the caption literal enough for you because he's literally on dead a dead pool, pool. Yeah. a pool of dead bodies. Like, it took me a second to figure that out. Like, I didn't fine. realize they were dead. Uh, <laughs> I went by the bullet holes and blood splatter. Some people could just be napping, but I'm guessing they're they're dead. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but this story has uh, fans of Spider-Man should be interested in this because flipping through the first couple pages, you see Doc Ock. They're like, oh, what's going on with this? And if you flip through more pages, you see some other things that I don't want to give away because they're spoilers. Yep. Um, but yeah, this one, it, for me, I really enjoy. They, are, they still have the kind of the X-Men, like the computer files like oh uh, well everyone know the x-men the last three years since house and powers I was like oh the little dossier between the pages of course he has his own scribbles through like nope there's his extra funness around it <laughs> around the krakoan language and just random random graffiti that he does but this is him he's hired by like the world's best hitman or whatever like it's it's his initiation to try to go after they have to, he has to kill doc ock within 48 hours and of course things go awry and it's really fun um it's it is a, over the top it is violent it is i mean it's what you'd expect with deadpool but it was a fun read i i mean i'm actually excited to see where it's going to go more with this because oh this is a return to good humor for me so i mean humor everyone has their own preferred style of humor uh, like I said, the last few Deadpools, if they weren't for you, because like, oh, I like this style, then I would definitely recommend trying to go back to this one because it's good. Uh, it has a new creative team, I should mention. Uh, Alyssa Wong is the writer and Martin, oh, Cocolo, <laughs> C-O-C-C-O-L-O. Cocolo, Cocolo, I don't know, uh, is the artist. And then we have a bunch of color artists, designers, letterers, so forth and so on. 
But yeah, it's Deadpool number one. It pretty much sells itself, but I have to mention it because it's, if you are like me and you bailed on Deadpool earlier, it's worth going back to looking at this one because I enjoyed it. Uh, Jared, what was your other pick of the week? My other pick of the, of the week was Batman 129. Uh, we're still uh, fighting off failsafe, if you remember where we left off. He's basically taken over Gotham. Bruce went to Atlantis with Arthur uh, Curry to uh, heal up. So he's been there for a couple weeks. And uh, failsafe has pretty much taken over Gotham. And it's a lawless, you know, uh, I think in one point... Batman describes it as every alley is now crime alley. Yeah, I, so, I like that. I like, yeah, that, that's cool. It's like, that's okay, that kind of really puts the setting in there and everything. Which I still argue with the being like every alley being crime alley because it, it's supposed to replace Batman if he goes too far. Right. So you think it'll be the ultimate like Batman police force everywhere, not the, oh, right. I'm going to turn a blind eye to literally everything that's not Batman. Right. Like so. that, that for me is like, mm, that doesn't sit right. Right. Um, I haven't really been following Aquaman, but it doesn't sound like he's king of Atlantis right now. Yeah, I'm not familiar um, with that either. I, but. That was kind of news to me, but I haven't been reading anything Aquaman related here recently. Me neither. Um, his stuff's just so hit and miss. Some of it's phenomenal. Like uh, when they did, uh, before the New 52, they did the Trench story arc. Some of that stuff was gold. Others is like the old joke of a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s Aquaman. Aquaman sucks. <laughs> but, nah, uh, yeah. So, you know, that's hit and miss. Um, but uh, back to this story arc. Um, Failsafe does come to uh, Atlantis to get, you know, Batman. Because it's, because all of the other heroes, metahumans, and stuff like that, have been trying to infiltrate Gotham and have been failing. Arthur Curry has not tried once. So he... The failsafe deduces that Batman's there. So Batman beams up to the uh, jail watchtower that's on the moon. And they have... I'm not going to give anything else away because everything that kind of happens from there, it's you need to kind of read and experience for yourself because it, it was really good. I'm still so used to watchtower being a space station, not... Yeah, not on the moon. Uh, not a moon colony. Yeah. So I was torn by that, like, oh, I like the space station better. Yeah, I do too. But it's still, I think it still fit very well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to kind of stop it there with my uh, review. I do want to say one thing that you mentioned before that we started recording. Uh, who does Failsafe remind you of? Ultron. Ultron from Marvel. Yeah. Like, it it's is... basically a, a robot created by one of the superheroes to, in this version, stop him if he goes crazy. So... It's like uh, it's based Iron on the Man. same brainwaves as yeah. Batman or whatever, like the equivalent. Like, oh, that's it's very Ultron, very Ultron. Like, yes. this story is very different to Ultron, so it works. I'm okay yeah. with it. It's okay, but I can definitely see similarities. But yeah, that'd be like if this was its own volume. When it, well, when this one becomes its own volume, hey, what if Batman created Ultron? Here you go. Yeah, is very much so. I would say how to sell this. Yeah. But it's been very good. I think about every week this has been my pick of the week. Yours or mine. Yeah. It's yeah. been solid. It's so. written by Chip Zdarsky. Right. And he's been yep. doing a great job with this. Yeah, the art's phenomenal in it. It's got the backup story of Zorin Ah. Uh, so Which I admittedly I care less about. Same but. here, but I've been reading it because some of it's been kind of fun. It gives a little bit of backstory about the crazier version of Batman. So it's been fun. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Laura, what is your other pick of the week? Hmm. I'm torn. There were two comics, The Ones and Hell to Pay. Well, Actually, you can do a quick, so not a quick briefing on both of them then, if you'd like. 
if you can keep them both quick and precise. Nope. I think I'm gonna talk a little bit about Heldepay. Okay. Um, the writer on this one that stuck out to me was Charles Soule, who I think we decided also did Letter he 44 and... Curse Words, and he's yeah. doing 8 Billion Genies as currently right now. That's the one that Jared and I usually rave about each week. Um, yeah. He's done... I think he even did some Spider-Man at one point, maybe? Probably. Oh, and that was another reason why I thought to pick this one. Will Selney also did Scarlet Spider a little while ago, and he's an art- an artist, though, like, not necessarily the writer although i was getting confused when i was googling i wasn't i did things really fast this morning and then i fell asleep like just passed out so i didn't didn't do my homework great in your defense he, you're on third shift so it's not like yeah. you just went to bed immediately this morning yep um but will sell Selney, yeah again terrible handwriting um he was a an artist at least in in spider-man and so when I was reading this book, I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting some vibes of my old Scarlet Spider issues from this. And finally I looked them up. I was like, okay, yep, story checks out. That's it fair. <laughs> totally makes sense. Like, I, I hate to say that this guy, like, has a, a way that he draws, like, a type. Like, it's almost like their hairstyle. They're all, oh, sorry. That was not the okay. cat's fault. Yeah, that, that was my fault. I, <laughs> I was, I was gesturing too much and I over... I thought it was funny because when you hit that, the cat was stretching. I thought, like, what did he do? What did he touch? How did he do that? <laughs> I thought the same thing at first. I'm watching the catch, and then I hear that. I'm like, whoa. Yep. So- sorry, audience. I'm I'm not to be around the mic because I, I cause problems. But, yeah, so I, I just got a lot of vibes of Scarlet Spider from this because, yeah, it was the same artist. Um, but the this book itself, Hell to Pay, um, it's about this couple who are trying to collect coins. They're called Hell Coins or Curric, and they're trying to collect the 666, ah, the devil's number, um, coins that were brought from Hell back up to Earth, and it's going to pay a debt that they've made to some shrouded college society that they've joined to make their lives better in some way. Like, I... There's there's definitely there's a story to unfold, obviously, because that's the whole point of a comic book. So I don't really know what all happened to them that they needed they felt they needed to make this deal with not quite the devil, but the devil's advocate. I don't know. Um they made a deal with these people that, oh, we'll collect these coins, make sure you get all the way back up to your to your six six six, and then we'll be set for life. We won't have to do anything else. And there's a twist in this story when they're collecting the coins from billionaires and these different, different places. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to describe it. Like, they only focus on one, one mansion that they went to to collect the coin this time. Like, one, one cat burglary, sort of. And, but it, I, I'm interested, like, it, it hooked me more than the ones. Like, this one... Hell to pay. I'm I'm interested to read at least one more to see where are they going with this. What's the twist? So and what's going yeah. on? And and it has a tie into Spider Man. So that's that's really what I need in life. If if it so, ties into Spider Man, I'm more likely to jump in from a very roundabout way, like yeah. not not in story and continuity. Yeah. Although I guess I think Brian Michael Bendis wasn't he Miles Morales? He did, well, he did he Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate, Spider-Man. Ultimate. Okay, yeah. sorry. Well, I guess Miles, Ultimate turned yeah. into which that. was Miles as well, correct? Yep. Yeah. And also, 
I see Scarlet on our shelf over here. That was Brian Michael Bendis, too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, like, sorry to jump in again. I, I'd like to also mention to everyone, read the ads in your comics. I know a lot of people are like, oh, ads. Like, I don't, I don't want to be sold anything. But one of these comics today, I forget which one it was now, had an advertisement for um, some comic coming out called Kepler that David Duchovny's writing. And, like, he's from the X-Files. <laughs> Those of you who are really old will remember that David Duchovny was in the X-Files. And I, or I saw that. the X-Files. <laughs> yeah. He's also in Californication. Oh, yeah. I guess if the kids these days. If you're slightly younger. That's slightly still, less old. That's, that's still an old show now. <laughs> I never did finish that. I, I wonder now. Like, I think I got to the point where he got shot, and I was like, oh, I hope he gets better. Done. Never went back. <laughs> Maybe that was the end. <laughs> but, yeah, um, he's writing a comic book called Kepler, and I don't know what it's about, but it, I'm willing to read something about David that, that David Duchovny writes or recommends, so... Read, read your back matter, read your ads, and get recommendations for other comic books. All right. Uh, so my final pick is going to be a twofer since you since you only picked one. And I was like, well, if you, do, if you don't do a twofer, I will. Uh, so the one will be the one that you had mentioned earlier, which is The Ones by Brian Michael Bendis and the artist by Jacob Edgar. That's an easier name to, for me to go by. Um, but this story is about different... People that are like the chosen one, I'm like, oh, you're chosen for this, you're chosen for that, blah blah blah. Um, and then it follows like there's this one guy that was the chosen one when he was a baby. We don't know what his superpower shtick is. It just he is what it is. Then we have a Buffy the Vampire Slayer analog that has her and her best friend. That is just fun. The dialogue between them two, the banter back and forth is is really wonderful. Like while they're killing demons and stuff, she, the friends like. But you have, how can you, you have killed so many demons. How do you not believe they exist? I don't know. I just don't. I died three times. One ripped out my soul and showed it to you. How do you not believe this stuff? It's like, I just don't. Like, it was just very fun. And then there's this Agent Coulson-like character that is gathering all the, the ones together to form this team. He was the keeper of the prophecies. Yeah. But for me, it reminds me of Coulson from Avengers. Like, oh, he's the one that. Let's gather them all together. I just write down names sometimes. So. Yeah, that's fair. I don't write down. I'm the any, keeper of the names. And the notes. I don't write down anything. <laughs> Jared sometimes writes down stuff. but Occasionally. Depends on. Not necessarily on comics, but it's usually on the topics yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but each different character has different special abilities. There's one girl that's can fly and weird. Novus. Yeah. Weird beams and can transform her clothes and whatnot. It's, it's weird. But they're all gathered together for a certain reason, and it it ends on a cliffhanger like, oh, this is okay, cool. For me, this one is a fun world building and like a little slice of life. And I think it's only a four-issue series, too, which mm -hmm. I'm interested in. I'm glad they're not like, oh, we're going to drag this on. This is going to be a new one that lasts like 200 issues. As of right now, it's only going to be four issues. I like that. It's self-contained. It's a yeah. fun story. It has a mission. It's not a good. huge investment. Yeah. It, it's trying to go for this one thing and tell the story. And then unless they do a sequel, it'll be done. Yeah. So I really like that. Definitely check it out. The Ones by Brian Michael Bendis. And the other one is Secret Invasion um, by 
the last name is North. Where is their credits page? There we go. Ryan North. Uh, the art is by Francesco Mobley. This see, this book is only a five-issue miniseries. I'm torn on it because I feel like it should be Secret Invasion 2. Because it is another Secret Invasion. The only reason why it doesn't have that, Did I think. Do it too already? I don't, I don't think so. They did they Civil did War Civil too. War too. That may be what I'm thinking. But I haven't done a Secret Invasion two. That would be great if it's actually like three or four, and they've just <laughs> given up on the numbers. Well, and the previous Secret Invasion was a major Marvel crossover. Like that was right. why I started reading comics. It was across everything: Avengers, Spider, yeah. and it was a good. It was a good was event a, book. It was a great event book. I yeah. think that one was by Bendis also. Even maybe. I think so. But anyway, uh, this is a five-issue story. This one's more of a spy story. It's with Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and they're doing their own thing to figure out. It's still the Skrulls, or still the bad guys. Um, they're trying to figure out what's going on with them, how they get here, what's their mission, and how can they stop them. Um, my problem with my other problem with this is when I was reading it, I asked Mark too, and he was confused as well. Was this the six one six universe, the standard comic books, or is was the MCU universe? Um, or is it by itself? Right. Is it by itself? It's hard to say. Yeah. I'm taking it mostly as it is within the main universe, but it's going to be a spy story, so we're not going to see a whole lot of overlap of everything else. It's just going to be very self-contained. Yeah. Um, I say it's not the MCU because we see uh, Iron Man in it and Black Widow in it. So it's not gonna, it's not a prequel to the upcoming show. Right. It just happens to have it just happens to have the same title as a or as a TV series that's gonna be coming out soon. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yep, they're making with well, Sam Jackson still leading it up too. Well, yeah, it has to have Sam Jackson, but I mean, right. I just didn't know there was a secret invasion coming up. But are they scrolls? As far as we can tell, probably, but it's hard to say. Well, Sam uh, Jackson has played as a scroll essentially, so for or a scroll has played as Sam Jackson. Yeah, I guess. Or as Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, anyway, this was a really good issue. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the original series. Um, I would definitely recommend reading the the main Secret Invasion first before you read this. Yeah. Just to get the background. With context, definitely. Um, It'll also help if you read the, oh, it's the Kree Skrull Unification War thing that just happened recently where. um, Shoot, I know what you mean. It was the leader. The leader became Hulkling from the Runaways. He became the yeah. king of the Skrulls because he's a hybrid Skrull and Kree. Uh, that would help a little bit to see, like, oh, supposedly they are unified. They're not bad guys anymore. But it's not super critical compared to read the first Secret Invasion. That's the main story for this mm-hmm. before you get into this one. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I'm glad it's a five issue. I, yeah. It's a cool spy story too. I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I read it too, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. And I warned you when I was like, I'm not sure because you're not super yeah. into Marvel. I, but since you said I, you love Secret, the first Secret Invasion. Right. Uh, it was good. And it's got that mystery of who's a scroll? Right. Is this person? Which that was, the, that was the best part of the first Secret Invasion. Yeah. Who's you didn't really who was who. Um, and this one has a fun spy element because it's not a big, you know, superheroes are getting into the battle right. and the war of everything. Like at least not yet. Right. And the only thing that kind of is throwing me a little bit because in the original, didn't they come up with a scroll detector? Uh, or right after the first so one, yeah. Why aren't or they, they using, using that? that well, right now? because there it doesn't fit the plot. This is the very beginning <laughs> of the war. This is the very they, beginning. They're going to the pull that out in so, the next issue or right. something. 
Or who I, mean, I think that would be like or... a standard issue thing at this point, you know, after the invasion. <laughs> In case of scroll, break glass. Right. So, yeah. So. Maybe it takes a lot of resources that they just don't yeah, have. It could be. Or maybe the scrolls replaced people that were controlling those. And mm. sabotage Oh, and then they're like, oh, nope, you're clean. Yep. Oh, it's like in Battlestar. Oh, yeah. Baltar. Baltar. It's yeah, like, nope, this person's a Cylon. Nope, yep, you're good. Yep, you're good. You're Pass fine. them through. Yeah, so it could be like that. There, See, we just solved the... We're good to go then. Yep. Yep. Uh, Plot hole closed. Po- exactly. <laughs> so those are our books that came out this week, uh, November 2nd. Can I throw one more out there? Sure. I feel like I need to throw out Quick Stops by Kevin Smith, just because I love Clerks and Kevin Smith. And like it made me think after reading this, I was like, like we went to the the show the other day and saw Clerks 3. The part of the convenience tour. Yeah. And it made me think, oh, I never thought that Kevin Smith himself was Dante. Like that character was designed after him. But then in this comic book, it made it sound like Holden McNeil was supposed to be Dante. And I'm like, who, who's really Dante? Like who is Dante created after in this whole thing? So, Everybody's Dante. Yeah, I guess I'm Dante. I I'd rather <laughs> sit in my own feces than get up and make myself more comfortable if it's going to help someone else out. So, yeah, that that pretty much sums it. <laughs> and on that, uh, all right. So yeah, we'll move on to the book club book of the week, which was my fault, uh, and that is She Hulk, Volume One, Jen Again, by Rainbow Rowell. This was my second time reading it. I was reading it single issues, so this is my first time reading the trade. I should say. The second time reading the whole story arc covers issues one through five. Uh, Jared, first impressions. Uh, first impressions. I never really read She-Hulk only whenever she was in team up books and stuff like that. And um, so I never really read a whole lot of her. I know about her, but not much and everything. I enjoyed this. It was a fun book. It's not something I would probably read continuously because it's just not my cup of tea type of thing, but it was good and fun. It, I do kind of want to know what happens after this. I'll be honest. It's intriguing to the point where I'm like, I don't want to like it, but it was good. You know? Well, is, and I don't, is this your not, version not of Adrian's like saga? It could be. It could be. But it's just one of those books where I'm like, I don't care about She-Hulk. You know what I mean? And it's just like, but you're not supposed to care about She-Hulk. this was good. You're supposed to care about Jen Walters. And that's, that's what, the, that's I what, think that was the aspect, that was the appeal to this. Mark. Honestly, that's what Marvel does. Yeah. It's like, oh, they it's focus Tyler Shane but it's about Jen Walters. It's, yeah. Books are titled Spider-Man, but they're about Peter Parker or Marvel. Right. And that's why Marvel stories can get so good. So she's basically down and out on her luck, and it has she, Titania. She hit a reset on her yeah. life. Yep. So it has. T- she's walking to her new job in her last set of clothes in her only suit. Yeah, her only suit. Yeah, her only suit. Sorry. And uh, basically, the bag on her suitcase. It's. I. I. Uh, kind of got that. That was her only belongings at that point. And she's attacked by Titania, who's just out to fight her. That's like the other reason she attacks. And then she's Titania's like, I'm starting to feel a little sorry for you. You know, <laughs> are you okay? Jim? Yeah. All right. Before we go too far into the book <laughs> right, itself. Right. But overall, I liked it. I am intrigued to see where they're going with this story. All right. So uh, Laura, what was your first impression of this book? Yeah, I, I guess. Sorry that I was not as thrilled. Like I kept expecting it to go somewhere. I mean, I guess that's good that i kept turning the page i'm like yeah what's next what's next but then when i got to the last page i was like oh that that's where you're gonna stop it 
what? Like, I, did, I expected the one through five to be more of a complete arc, and I felt like it didn't, nothing was accomplished, so I was kind of sad. And it didn't but, really have a climactic ending either, too. Yeah. Like, it didn't have a cliffhanger, like, oh, and now I'm ready to see this, like, oh, nope, it, it could be done. It yeah. seems like it could be like, okay, and that's, it just walk off and done. And sorry to be, like, super critical, like, I like the way the book had it arranged more than the digital copy, too, because I finished it digitally because I was laying in bed falling asleep, so it's easier to fall asleep and have drop my phone than drop a book. So <laughs> so then I just thought, oh, I, I've scrolled wrong, like, it's not loading right, like, this is dumb, I'll get up later and I'll check it. So I got up later and I looked at the book, and the way the spread is on the book... It made a little more sense the way they ended, but yeah, scrolling through the pages on on my phone, I was like, "Oh, well, that sucks." But the way it's a spread in the comic, it sits better. So, so for people who are anti digital, forget you. Like books are better sometimes. Like how or the anti-physical, format anti physical that only yeah. went digital, they're yeah. wrong. Yeah, like I I'm glad for the way books are laid out like when you have a good spread like even no i don't remember which comic it was now like every once in a while a really good layout on a spread page is nice or a splash page i think that is why i didn't like the ones as well either like they're they had spread pages that you didn't know it was a spread until you'd already read it and you're like oh i read this wrong there was a couple times i did that too yeah yeah you gotta you got to lay out across the, what do they call it? The crease of the page, that center. Lead uh, it out easily for the reader to follow where you're going story-wise. Yeah. Yes. But sometimes you can, like, artists can make a really pretty splash page that goes across two two pages of a book. But in digital, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Or, like, when they do do that, they make it so small, like, they zoom out on it, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, that's supposed to be pretty, let me make it bigger so I can actually see it. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm a book person. but that, That's so. literally what we sell, so that's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, going back and in, diving into the story, Jerry, you touched on a little bit where... Well, I do want to say one thing, too. I think, just after reading the trade, um, I think this would read really well in single issues. And that's yeah. why I, I have it ready in singles. Because I think that what helps with that is each, while it is still one big story, um, there's no like climactic fight scene. The no. end. Like, each issue, you can tell, Purge starts with a fight scene and then you have the rest of the story, the rest of the issue. So it doesn't have the dramatic, will they survive the fight at the end? Like, no, no, it's just, it's the drama of it as it goes through the whole story. Yeah, I think that helped with the focus on it being Jen's story instead of She-Hulk's story. Jen's mm-hmm. not the fighter, right? Whereas She-Hulk is, and so when She-Hulk shows up, she's just she's actually just play fighting in this too. It's I feel like they literally said this is our fight club. Like we're just gonna do this to burn off steam and kind of kind of like how some girls have like a shopping afternoon or a girls' night out. Like this is her girls' night out. She goes and has a fight club. With and Titania. I like at one point when Titania brings her friend, because, like, the first fight is a very impromptu, like, standard cliche. We're fighting just because, like, oh, we don't have to do this. We can organize it. Second, second time they do the fight club, it's actually an organized thing. It's, like, issue three, even. They skip an issue in between. Right. And uh, Titania's like, I'm not, I wasn't sure what to trust, so I brought my backup just in case you would, like, call and everyone mm-hmm. else to support you, too. And 
Ben Graham shows up and he doesn't yeah. he's not aware that it's an organized yeah, he fight just thing. Runs, you know, he just kind of runs into help. He's just passing by. Which we don't actually see him get in combat. Oh, no. Just all of a sudden he shows up and he's like, Oh, it's clobbering time and Jen's like, Wait, stop. And then she gets punched in the face because there's mid fight. Yeah. And like and how do they explain, Oh, well, Ben's like, Yeah, I'm down for fight club. This is great, let's do it. And I like how the one girl, oh, we can do jackets and hats. I'm like, no, no. This is a fight club, not a fight, what was it? crafting thing right they made fun yeah. of like okay you're oh it's, it's not a gang it's a fight yeah. club we don't need all the extra matching wardrobe and everything like that like i thought that was fun to really lean into the reality of it, the yeah. playfulness of the characters right yep yeah and the one girl's name was Marsha rosenberg volcana volcana that's who the one that was like wanting to have the, the gang stuff and like no no we're, we're a club not not a gang like we can still wear whatever clothes you want yeah, she kept being like, let me burn you with my lava rocks. And She-Hulk's like, no thanks, I signed up for Titania. I, I don't want this burning thing you're up, you're selling. <laughs> um, but the I guess the main cliffhanger part of this story is Jack of Hearts is back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the connecting tissue of all of this. Like, okay, what is his deal? Where did he come from? Last we knew he was dead. Then he was undead as a zombie. Then dead again. And now he's back, but he's losing his powers. Yeah, I did wonder if I missed out on something because I never read Avengers Disassembled and multiple times they definitely referred to, oh, make sure you caught up on Avengers Disassembled. And I'm like, oh, nope, I did not. So I'm confused. The last thing that uh, Jack of Hearts remembers was when he was losing control of his powers. He was absorbing Jen's radiation. She was going to die. He was going to die. He flew off into space and self-detonated. Then a few years later in Avengers Disassembled, the Scarlet Witch would uh, resurrect him and make him a living zombie bomb and destroy the Avengers Mansion. And that, so she, so Jen on this part doesn't want to mention like, oh, you killed lots of people by doing, when you right. brought back a zombie. But he doesn't remember any of that because yeah, he, he was a zombie. And he doesn't know where he came from or how he got back to life. What What's up with his powers? There's, there's the mystery of what's going on with him. How did he get here? Uh, and why is he turned human again? Like, he's like, oh, I don't eat, but I'm starving. I don't drink, but I'm so thirsty. I don't sleep, but I'm so tired. And he's just so excited to be human and, like, the the good and the bad of being human. He's like, I can't wait to experience this again. Yeah. It gave me Beyonder vibes when he was, well, Jen asked him, what happens when you need to use the little super fellows room? I did enjoy that. <laughs> like, hey, you gotta use the bathroom. And uh, one part I liked, oh, you haven't changed your shirt. Well, I, I I find my outfit. I stick to it. I was the Jack of Hearts for like a decade. I didn't change my, it was just my one costume. That was it. Mm-hmm. I never changed clothes because I didn't get dirty. Except just, he seems to have claimed Jen's really huge uh, heart shirt. Right. So this and, is, he's like, this is mine now. And they have fun banter back and forth. Oh, yeah. Of the, like, uh, she's like, and eh, sometimes, yeah, I'm, I mess with you. And at one point later on, he's like, yeah, I mess with you too. Like, it's the fun give and take playing yeah. back and forth that they do. Um, I like her new job. As her a lawyer. new boss is basically like, yeah, you can work for me, but I don't want any superhero clients, no uh, mutants, no. It's Mallory Book is her new Mallory boss. Book, yep. And Should we know her? Uh, I, maybe if you read She-Hulk in the past, I feel like okay. they've had a history together. Yeah, no clue. She definitely said, oh, the only reason I hired you is because I don't want to go against you in court. That's the one <laughs> yeah, that's that yep. happening. But, I used uh, to do that in video games, too. <laughs> but that back and forth has been really good. Like a whole bunch of superheroes show up to her office 
And her boss is really, like, not happy with that because, you know, she said no heroes, no mutants, no, you know, regular people. Regular law is what you're practicing. And they just show up to Jen Walters. Hey, you're back back in business and we need lawyers, so here you go. I think when Ben Grimm saw her, he was like, he was trying to help out. So he's like, oh, I'll tell all my friends who happen to be superheroes. Well, Well, Jen's back in business and this is where you can find her. He also needed legal help, too. Yeah, yeah. he did. But he, I think he also knew a lot of people. Right. But I also think she's advertising a bit more because uh, like when she's stuck in traffic and then there's ambulance that's stuck in traffic with the slice on, she just picks up the ambulance and moves it out. Out in front of the traffic, yeah. leaves her business card on it, and it, as it drives away, she's not an ambulance chaser. She's an ambulance yeah. helper. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I was going to say she's literally an ambulance. Well, yeah, she's not yeah. even like you said, not a chaser. But the first thing I thought was ambulance chaser. Yep, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, that's brilliant. Help the ambulance out, then leave your card. <laughs> See, I, I always got the impression that that was like an insult to a lawyer. If you're an ambulance chaser, you're, you're right. I thought it was derogatory, yeah. also. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. I would say it definitely is. Yeah, it means like you're the lowest form of attorney. You know, yeah. the TV attorney yeah. is like, oh, hey, you need to sue them. Trust me, you need to sue them. I'm right. the one that can yep. sue them. You need to sue them. Hire me so we can sue them. How many did you get after your accident? Uh... Two, I think. <laughs> uh, I mean, did I actually retain as lawyers? None. Oh, yeah. No, uh, how many reached out to me? I think it was two of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I was think... like, well, the one that was nice, though, because like, like, oh, here's this and here's the police report. Oh, cool. I actually get to see the police report without having to look it up. I still didn't hire them, but I was like, eh, it's still fun to see all this information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think uh, a lady had pulled out and hit my car once and I had like three or four uh, things in the mail with lawyers. Yeah. It's funny how they find those public records. Yep. Uh, But anyway, going forward (laughs) with the story. um, Yeah, it's trying to figure out a lot of it is what is going on with Jack of Hearts. Um, Yes. And I also want to know more about the character that when they're walking and talking and it's he yells out Jack of Hearts, I found you. And then he keeps doing like these rhymes and stuff like that. Um, big strong guy. Yeah, and so him and She Hulk fight a little bit, but there's this girl that runs out and April, you know, April. She's like, "Don't hurt him," you know. And he just got confused. Yeah, and he's riled up. And right, and they're just like, we, "We can't let this go." He just attacked us, you know. Well, so they're they found this this guy found them while they were retracing Jack of Hearts' steps. Yes, also. Like, yeah, they're trying like, to get. Okay, his I woke up back. here and I came to whatever. Right. It's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, retracing your steps will figure out where did you actually break out of and everything. Right. So, like, oh, is this a purely coincidence? Or are they trying to throw him off the trail? Or what's going on? Like, why did this person come out of the blue and fight him just right here? Right. But uh, yeah. it kind of ends with, um, you know, Jen Walters goes, and not a She-Hawk, to, like, this park and kind of checks out this guy in April. And she's asking one of the other persons there if um is she his caretaker and she says i suppose so she's his wife uh, so we continue yeah so it's intriguing they've set up what's going to happen with her job you know oh uh, one of the big things we point didn't uh, mention on this is she doesn't have a place to say, stay so she's staying at janet van dyne's apartment which is fully furnished and everything and Jan, yeah Jan and i got that the, she even owns it. it's like yeah stay there as long as you want right. i don't care and i got the impression that jen walter walters has stayed there before because mm-hmm. it had cinema jen's clothes in one right. of the closets yeah. and like her, it had her old um, her glam period her glam period yeah. clothes yeah 
and she yeah, and Hellcat was yeah. like, I loved your glam period. We need to go like. We, I need to come over again so we can see all these clothes again because I haven't seen them for so long. So yeah. it was a fun read. It really was. I do want to know what happens next and where, who are these characters? Where are they going with them? They've wrote really compelling characters. Well, this is a lot of exposition in this book. Like, yeah. There's not a whole lot of action. No. But I think it, it is well paced, though. It is. So much. Yep. And the Fight Club stuff is great with Titania. It has great... For me, it has good humor. It's not just a humor book completely. It has good drama, but not pure drama. It's a little bit of everything. Right. Now, I can see that being a problem. If you're a little bit of everything, then you're nothing at that point. Yeah. But, and it, so it may... Like, Laura didn't hit you very well. But for me and Jared, like, oh, this is this right. Is fun. And I came into it, you know, hey, let's read She-Hulk. I'm like, okay, it's just another book to me, you know. Well, and it's I, like, I started reading She-Hulk. I was like, okay, really, that's a number one. I should try it. They're just doing it because the show's coming out. Let's see. Ah, oh, crap! I enjoy it. Subscribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the first issue did pull me in more, but then as it turned into more of just a pseudo love story with Jack of Hearts, I was like, meh. That turns me off a little bit. But it's got that mystery behind everything with it, though, that's yeah. compelling. I got to say, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And yeah, it's a character I don't typically care about. Same here. But Same I enjoy here. this. Yeah. Uh, so one to five ratings, one being awful, five being great. Laura, what would you rate this? I think I got to go with two. Like I I wasn't pulled into it as much as I wanted to be in I don't know, I guess maybe it's unfair that I was comparing it to the TV show. I was hoping it would go that direction a little more. So Jack of Hearts was completely not in the TV show, and it just seemed like a... I get tired of love stories. Like, I feel like girls need more than just, oh, I I just am in a love story for this man. Like, I I don't like it when that's the main focus of a girl book. Fair enough. Jared, what would you rate it? I'd go with a solid four. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I also didn't go into it expecting anything at all. The bar was already so low that you were right. It. <laughs> I, th- I think that has something to do with it. I'm like, holy crap. I can see why you p- put it on your pull list, though. It was fun. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four also. And But with the caveat, like you said before, it reads really well one issue at a time. Mm-hmm. So, like I would recommend if you want to read this, don't read it all in one sitting. Yeah. Read an issue, set it down, come back the next day, read an yeah. issue, read it one one day at a yeah. time. That might have been my problem. Each issue is a bit self-contained. It is. And it it is a drama show, but as right. a book. Um, and I like that it's not just a love story. It's not just a lawyer show. Not just a superhero right. show. It's a It's mystery. a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it definitely starts at ground one or ground zero where like, okay, she's down on her luck. Yeah. And she's starting from scratch. Here we go. Like. I don't know how she got kicked out of the Avengers or left the Avengers. I don't know. Yeah, not a clue. I know she was in the Avengers recently. She was uncontrollably like Green Rage, like standard Hulk smashed level, like dialogue and everything. I don't know how she got her powers back, but she is what it is. Yeah. She's not in the Avengers. She's back in New York practicing law. Here we go. Um, But yeah, I give it a four. Is it the best in the world? No. No. Uh, But it's not what I was expecting. Same here. In a good way. Same here. Yep. So, So, yeah. Uh, moving on to the theme of the night, which is She-Hulk the book versus She-Hulk the show. And based off all of our knowledge, we're only going to compare this current She-Hulk because none of us have read the other She-Hulk, right? Right. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to compare to all of that. 
Right. I, I, I honestly don't even know her actual origin in the uh, comics. I uh, know. Very similar to the show. Is where it? She, but she actually got a... Uh, but didn't Bruce, like, you do an actual blood transfusion to save her? There was a doctor that gave an actual blood transfusion. It wasn't accidental. But that was, right. but it was still Bruce's blood that got into her. Now it was a control versus a non, but... Right. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just realized that is cut out of the, the print book. So I guess one plus for the digital version, it has that beginning splash page that tells you, like, the... The origin of She-Hulk. Mm. Well, it's what State of Marvel second, does for all the yeah. heroes. Like, oh, Spider-Man bitten by a radioactive spider. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Here we go. Yeah, because first like, I was like, it said it five times, Jared. How did you miss that? But in the book, you would have missed that. But it's the not single issues, yeah. it has that. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, the origin, very similar. I mean, but they definitely modernized it in the show, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I was perfectly fine yeah. with. Made it a bigger accident. Like, yeah. because in that transfusion state, like, Bruce had to have had a chance to think about it like do i want to do this because like well he was saving her life so well he he had to wonder am i saving her life is there going to be a consequence because my blood what monster am i going to potentially create out of this yeah because he should have already known when spider-man did the transfusion with matt may and how sick she got from that like that's common knowledge come on people yeah i I do like the accidental (laughs) creation of the monster because i mean that's yeah that's very superhero cliche like oh right i didn't choose the superhero life the superhero life chose me because that's just the way fate turned out right I like and the way they did the show is very accidental like oh that's just fate says here you go you're a hulk now mm-hmm. versus them choosing yeah um the what about the personality of jen slash she i think they hit that with the show pretty well compared to this comic i think they had very like in this one you could tell she's been a she a hulk a lot longer um, she's an established character in the comics compared to Jen in the show was just finding her powers and just learning about everything there and what she can do. Um, the one thing the show had that this book did not is when she broke the fourth wall. And I did was, not notice uh, that in yeah. this book. It didn't, it yeah, didn't happen once So I was book. anticipating yeah. more of that, and it just didn't happen. I was very surprised with that also, but I'm it okay worked. with that. Yeah, with that, what they did, it worked. Supposedly, in the previous She-Hulk books, she would break the fourth wall. That's a, a common right. occurrence thing. Yeah, and that's why they did it in the show. So but I was this, anticipating more of that right. in this book. Uh, I'm okay with the way they told this story, though. I'm okay that they didn't. Same here. Like. There's nothing going on. It. Where would you do that to like, oh, right. no, this guy, other than her notes of the, the editorial boxes, like, oh, I, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm still right. going to tell him, I'm still going to tell Jack about the whole Avengers Disassembled thing. Like, oh, I'm telling about this and that, but not this. Right. So, but that's more of a monologue. They do that with Batman. They do that with right. so it's many, very other, you know, it's very common. Um, I thought the character this compared to the show was very similar but like i said this one was a bit more matured um seasoned um, well she already has her villains right. set up and everything and titania mm-hmm. i think did a great job this one versus the show it was just basically somebody looking for a fight you know right. that's basically the way she was portrayed and i was okay with that which again that's a development for the character too right because in the show if you're introducing a character we have to have a reason why they're fighting, not just because we used to fight. Well, we never right. saw that before, so what's the point? Exactly, and I think they established that fairly well in the, in the show. You know, um, they could have been, done a little bit more, but I was okay with what they did. I think the show captured Jen Jen's sense of humor based off of this as well yes. too. Like it's very like, oh, 
I'm serious what I need to be, but also life's, you don't have to be serious all the time. You don't have to right. be Batman brooding all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You can have fun. You can order pizza and order food. And, right. And thick crust pizza, not thin floppy pizza. Right. <laughs> I like how they yep. like, don't tell any New Yorker this, but I prefer thick crust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Laura, what are your thoughts compared to the show and this? I admit, I do enjoy the show better, but like they're, they are, I do feel like they're two different animals. Like, um, when we first started watching the show, I'd only read one issue of the She-Hulk, so at first I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be so similar, because Titania is in both issues. No. Like, that that's really the end of the similarities. Right. Like, Titania is also a common character. Pfft, that's about it. Yeah. But, I, I do like the show better, but I, I don't know, I think I'm also just lazy, and I like to watch TV and just kind of turn my head off. It's easy and, to consume. Yeah. I felt like they made better distinction between Jen and She-Hulk in the show, too. In this one, they they do seem more like the same person that she just turns off She-Hulk when she doesn't want to be super in the spotlight, when she wants to be a little more incognito. But they're still more the same person. Well, and in this, she definitely is more comfortable being She-Hulk than she is Jen. Yeah, like, it seemed like she wanted to be She-Hulk more often. Which... I get, like, if you can be, the one part where she's like, yeah, I like people looking up to me. That's nice to have that power. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can walk in a dark alley and not be scared of anything because I'm a Hulk. Like, the reasons why she prefers to be She-Hulk makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way she, at least the way she describes it. Yeah, it's, as a female, it's interesting to me too because, like, it kind of reminds me of one of the first times... I had someone tell me they were afraid to be in my hometown. Like, they're like, I'm a, f- a single woman traveling alone, and I, I'm in a foreign place, and I don't trust people. And I was like, this is my hometown. Like, I'm not scared of anything here. Like, so to to also hear She-Hulk, like, where she described to Bruce Banner also that Oh, you're asking me to control my rage and do all these things that I already do 24-7 as a female. Like, this is something that's expected of me already. Like, so, sorry, I kind of forgot where I was going with my point. But, like, I think I read this different as as a girl who's, like, trying to relate to her. And I'm, I've never been as afraid as I think Jen Walters has been. Like, I guess New York is a whole different place, too. Like, when you're a single female in a big city, you are, you experience a lot more danger than a She-Hulk would. So when you can finally, like, bulk up and not have to worry and stand tall, like, I bet that would be very liberating, so. But I've never, never had to be liberated. (laughs) (laughs) We live in a smaller town compared to New York City. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm also a little oblivious, too. Like, I don't notice my danger. I'm like, I'll be fine. Like, there was one time, one of the first times I dealt with you and Mark, you had some, I think it was the first ever geek trivia or something like that. Yeah. You guys had it down the street at the Met. And I told you how, oh, I I parked a couple blocks away. I got to walk back to my car. And you guys were like, uh, let us walk you back to your car because it's Lima. And I was like, it's Lima. And you're like, it's Lima. We are walking (laughs) you to your car. We don't care. (laughs) I was like, okay, guys, I'm cool with this. (laughs) Yeah, we we try to be nice every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, that was the last time. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Um, there there are things the show got 
pretty accurate to some things that they had they had to change. Yeah, for, oh, definitely. Yeah. For, to, to fit it oh, into yeah, the like MCU. The right. abomination too. Like he was not in this at all. And I was half expecting maybe a little bit of that somehow, but and I don't know how much of a history they have together out of Abomination mm-hmm. and Shield. Right. I, I think that was just a plot device they used. Yeah. I mean, but the way they used it in the show made sense because, okay, yeah, Hulk okay and it. Abomination have that history together. So why not She-Hulk and Abomination at that point, too? Yeah. Right. I did think that was, especially since I've been rewatching the whole MCU. So it was fresh in my mind. And I love that they got the same actor for the yeah. Abomination, too. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I do know who that guy is. Like, that is the Abomination. Right. I, I can just look at him and go, that's right. I kind of want to go back and watch the Edward Norton Hulk movie now. It, it's available somewhere because I just watched it. Somewhere streaming, even. Yeah, and we might have it on DVD, too. Like yeah, It might be in our phase too. one yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is our comparisons of She-Hulk and She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> show versus uh, movies. I liked the ending show of comics. She-Hulk, the show. Um, where she breaks the fourth wall completely, does the whole Disney Plus screen, jumps down and makes Kevin Feige as the robot. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. I enjoyed that so much. My only problem is that they did not fix Titania. Why was she there the entire time? Like, right, they, yeah. They went back in the race like, oh, this person, okay, we'll undo that. And it could be kind of like this book. It's subconsciously, Jen kind of likes her and could be friends and wants her around. I, be that too. I would have liked if they would have explained her and if they, when she said, we'll fix it this way, that way, then actually like rewind the tape and actually show the, the way she fixed it instead of like, oh, we just assumed that it did and then here we go. Yes, I like, will agree with to that. To see it that played out a little, nice a little bit more. Yeah. But it is um, what it is. I yeah. Mean, I'm okay with what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is yeah. our She-Hulk versus She-Hulk comics versus MCU. Uh, moving on to the last section of the podcast, which Jared always forgets about. But I remember today, and I was ready this time. Which is Heroes of the Week, comic book or otherwise. So, Jared, why don't you go ahead and go first, then? I'm going to go with Shandy, our dog. Because today is the uh, one-year anniversary since we uh, she came into our family. One-year adoption anniversary. Yep. yep. So, it's Shandy today. All right. Uh, I will go next. And mine is going to be Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Doc from Back to the Future. Klingon. Sure. <laughs> I, I I don't Star Trek, folks. I'm sorry. Even though every time he shows up as a Klingon, I'm like, oh look, it's it's Doc Brown. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> every time you watch Star Trek and that happens, you're excited. I tell you. Yeah. Uh, but I just watched the movie Nobody that came out last year, and he is in it, and like. Dude's like 85 and still doing movies and like he looked good, all things considered for his age. So uh, I would definitely recommend the movie Nobody. It's on HBO Max. Um, I liked the little commercial thing he did with the live action Rick and Morty. Oh, right where he was was, Rick. That was fun. Yeah. It's like I I don't want that to go anywhere. I'm not a huge Rick and Morty fan. I've tried watching it and I'm just like, I don't. This is to me. I just just didn't find it funny or anything like that. It just wasn't for me. But that's fine. You know, but I it's cool I, to see that as yeah. an object. like, oh, he fits that character very much so, and he's a doctor, very much so. <laughs> so, and Laura, who's your hero of the week, comic book or otherwise? I think I want to choose my coworker Maria because she also asked me to shout out to her daughter. Let me try and get her name right, Elmira. Yeah, Elmira, I think is the the correct pronunciation of her name. Um, but I'm really 
proud of Maria. She's been going through some stuff lately and she's confided in me, even though I told her, don't tell me secrets. I'm terrible with secrets. So hopefully it's not terrible that I just said that stuff's happening. But she still comes to work and she always has a smile on her face and she's so upgoing and upbeat. And I'm really, I'm really proud of her. She's a very strong person. And I think she's hero worthy. So hopefully her daughter also appreciates as she listens to this, that your mom's a good person. She makes our work go a lot smoother. And I really appreciate her. And she asked me to shout out to you, Elmira. So have a good day, Elmira. And keep reading books. She mentioned that you are a really big bookworm. And that's important to us in the comic book industry. (laughs) You are our official youngest shout out, I think. Minus animals. Yeah, minus animals. (laughs) (laughs) That could be. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I enjoy shout outs. So there you go. Uh, so with that, we'll be back next week. Uh, Jared, what book are you talking about next week? Flashpoint. Good job. You remembered. I did. I'm, I'm on it today. You are on it today. Extra coffee, late, late coffee today or something? I don't know. <laughs> it was the macaroni and cheese uh, bites. It could have been the macaroni and cheese bites. Mm. Well, Those were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week we'll talking about Flashpoint and other things because Adrian will be here. It'll probably be a long episode because that's the way we roll. Yep, every other week. I'm the short ones, Adrian's the long ones. So between the two, it bounces out, so it works out for time-wise. But until then, we'll see you all next time. Yay! Yay, we did it!